but it's 28, not a big deal. It, it is a big deal, but, but at 30, we're going to throw a big bash. But this is our anniversary of our church. And true to the retrospect of the things that have happened in my life, I'm going to do just a little bit of self-examination. Because of that, I want to share some things with you. Pastoring for 28 years, can me tell you something? I don't want this to come out wrong. I know God has used me in many ways. God has reached a lot of lives, and I know he's used me. But in 28 years, let me tell you something. I have made a ton of mistakes. I've made a lot of them. And now, church, I love you, but I'm probably not done. I will probably make some more. I have, I have learned. I have changed many things from when I started. I have grown some maybe in the better and some maybe in the worse. I'm not done making mistakes. I'm sure that I will make some more. I got to tell you, I am not the best leader. I am not the best pastor. Some of you say, oh, pastor, you're great. Listen, I, the Bible says think soberly, okay? And if we're judging, I know, I know that there's lack in my life. But all of those things don't matter. The fact that I may not be the best pastor, the best leader, and all of those mistakes I've made, they don't matter. And I want to share with you why. 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Father, I just pray over your word. God, that you'll speak to us. God, that you'll open, your, open things and, and, and teach us and show us. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Man, let me tell you something. When I started this church, I was about to rock the world. I was going to show every pastor in the world what church was supposed to look like. Man, finally, God's going to have a church that's right. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> Has that been a rough road? <laughs> but 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20. Now David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and he shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath, by name, out of the armies of the Philistine. And he began to speak according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel he has come up. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spoke to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him after this manner, So shall it be done to the man that killed him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, when he had heard, he spake unto the men, 
And Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why do you come down here? And with who have you left the few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the, and the naughtiness of your heart, for you have come down that you might see a great battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Listen, I know. I know something. I know that I may not have, that I'm going to make mistakes. I know that I'm not going to do everything right. I know that I'm going to stumble. I know that a couple of times I'm going to make hit home runs. I know that we're going to have all of those things occur, but none of it matters concerning me because there is a cause for what we do. There is a purpose behind why we are here. There is a reason for what we do. You know, David wasn't the best pick. Well, he was because he won. But in the eyes of man, he wasn't the best pick. He wasn't the greatest warrior. He wasn't the one who was the most prepared. But in the eyes of God, there was a cause. So I do know, I know that God has, that, that, that God has had to make a lot of, uh, 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 he's had a lot to do a lot to make up for me. He's had to make a lot of ways because of me. But the point is there's a cause. And because there's a cause, because there's a purpose, I may make more mistakes as pastor going forward than I've made in the past, but I'm not going to stop because there's a cause behind what we're doing. There's a purpose behind what we're here for. There's a reason to do what we're doing. And I might not even understand it all, but there's a cause. There's a purpose. What if I do it and I see nothing happen? It doesn't matter. There's a purpose. And somebody has to stand up. What was interesting to me is all of those around David that were hidden behind a rock. And, 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 and as soon as he said, somebody's got to go take care of this. They started thinking, oh, you just full of pride. You think you're all that. Oh, well, he's like, what? Are you? It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do about me. There is a cause. As a church, let me tell you something. There's a purpose. There's a cause. There's something we're fighting for. I don't know if you know it, and, and, and I know you do because you see our world. Our world needs to know Jesus. They need to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to understand that there are people who will not bow, who won't bend, who will not surrender, who will never give up. Our world needs to see men and women standing up for God. They need it. There's too many examples of those who, who say one thing and do another. There's too many examples of those who, who get promoted only to find out that they fall. Well, let me just start by saying, I fall regularly. Don't promote me. You will be sorely, sorely disappointed. Don't promote me. But there's a cause. And I might not have all the tools I need. I might not be as smart as I need to be. I might not be as brave or as strong or whatever. All of the things that come into me. I don't know this and I don't know that. There might be a lot of stuff I don't have. But what I don't have doesn't matter. What matters is that this uncircumcised Philistine is defying the armies of the living God. And that's the only thing that matters. There is a purpose. 
behind fighting for the kingdom of God. And that is the only thing that matters. Not you, not your inabilities, not your failures, not your weaknesses, but there is a kingdom and that kingdom will be, it, it is necessary for us to be and to do and to build that kingdom. First Corinthians chapter nine. First Corinthians chapter nine. Be about the kingdom. There's a cause. There's a cause. Pastor Dale, why do we need a church? There's a cause. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 19. Paul, for though I am free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant unto all that I may gain the more. Unto the Jew, I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jew. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak, I become as weak, that I might gain the weak. I, I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some and this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker thereof with you. Know you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. And every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Therefore so run I, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beats the air, but I keep my body under subjection lest that by any means I should have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So let me tell you something. Now there is a lot here. As I begin to study this scripture, I begin to find so much in here, but I just want to pick one little thing. One little thing that I felt like I got from this scripture as I was studying it. Paul said, my life, my desires, my wants, my, my, my what I think of the things that are in me, are not as important as the race that I'm winning, running. The things that are in me are not as important as the race that I'm running. What I am about, the things that I am doing are more important than anything else. That I might want to be this and that and the other thing, but instead I will do this and that just because what is in me is not as important as running this race. As spreading this gospel, that by any means I might save some. Said I, what, what is the most important is this race. Said, and, 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 and then I think he was trying to clarify, said those who run in a race, they run to win. They run to win. Listen, there is a cause for what we do, for what you do, for your part. If it seems little or big or small or insignificant, there is a cause and who knows how huge what you have done. Who knows what will happen and how God will use you and what God will break and what God will do with you. There is a cause, a cause that's worth fighting for. There is a cause that's worth doing in this world right now. Those of us who know Christ have such an incredible cause. I sat with my dad as he began to go through his life. There was a, 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 about a day when honestly we really didn't think he was going to pull through. And we were trying to make all the arrangements and get ready. It didn't look like he was going to pull through. 
And we were making arrangements. And that toward the end of the conversation, he said to me, he said, I'm going to tell you something. Sitting where I am right now, you come into some real, real realizations that none of it else, that none of it matters. None of the stuff matters. None of the things matter. He said, and all that matters, all that matters is that people are ready to meet Jesus. He said, all that matters is that they know Christ. All the stuff I have, all the things and the properties and all the stuff means nothing. That my children will know Christ. That my family, that my friends will know Christ is all there is and all that matters. There is a cause. It's bigger than what we feel. It's bigger than what we can gain. It's bigger than how large the church is. It's bigger than how the church might look successful. It's bigger than what we can see with our own eyes. There is a cause to be fought for in the world today for the kingdom of God, for the right, for the, for the call of Christ, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a cause and the world needs him desperately right now. And the world needs men and women who will stand up and say, here I am. I fail a lot. I make a lot of mistakes. I am going to probably make some more. But God, there is a purpose to fight for. And I'm willing to fight for that purpose. I'm willing to fight for that purpose. And my, you know, here I am. Little shepherd in the field. Not trained except for what you've given to me. But there's a purpose, and I'm willing to fight for that purpose. In Philippians chapter 1, as my dad and I were talking about that scripture, 2027, where Paul begins to, uh, I'm not going to turn there right now, but Paul begins to talk about how much he'd rather just go to heaven. (laughs) It'd be a lot better. He said, I'd like to just go to heaven. Going to heaven would be a whole lot better for me. Dying would be a gain for me. If I could die, that would be the best thing that could happen for me. He said, but if I live, I live for you. I'm able to serve and share and work and give. Now, Dale added that stuff there. But he said, living, for me to live is for you gain. So I'm willing to keep fighting even though I don't even want to be here. I will keep fighting even though I don't even want to be on this earth. I don't even want to be here. For me to leave would be the best thing I could get. But I will stay and I will fight because there's a cause. And it's for you that I do such a thing. We're not coming to church for us. We're not here to receive. We're not here to just get for me. We're not a part of the family of God just so we can get blessed. We're not a part of the family of God just so we can squeak into heaven. God has not called us so we can just get by. God has called us to be an army, to be warriors, to be fighters because there is a cause, there is a purpose that the kingdom of heaven, it is a war that's going on and God has called us to that purpose and there is a cause to be won and a cause to be fought for. There is a purpose in what we do and it matters. It matters. And it's important and, it's a, and, and it matters. 
Pastor, God, does my life matter? And the answer is yes. <laughs> it matters. There's a cause. And I'm going to fight that cause. I'm going to fail you as pastor a few times, but I'm going to fight that cause. I will probably have to repent a few times more. <laughs> but I will. I may stumble, but I'm getting up. There is a cause that's bigger than my ability, bigger than my knowledge, bigger than my skill, bigger than what I have. We have a cause that's bigger than us. And I will continue to stand and fight for that kingdom. Ooh. You, you guys should amen a little bit. Okay. Or at least you should be willing to stand up for that kingdom for yourself. There's a cause. Anybody know what the very first message that recorded message from Jesus that we have? The first recorded message from Jesus. He was 12 years old. He had disappeared. His family is trying to find him. They go find him and they're like, what are you doing? And he said, didn't you know I would be about my father's business? Didn't you know that's my purpose? To be about my father's business? Didn't you know that? Good job. She got it. My father's business. Don't you know there is a cause on this earth for you to be about the father's business? Don't you know there's a purpose for you to be about the father's business? There is a purpose in what we do. We were not called. The Bible says we were called unto good works. You're not saved by good works, but God has called you to be a part of the warrior of the, of the army that works to build the kingdom of God. You've been called as a part of that army. We are not here to do do nothing. We are here by purpose. We have a purpose. We have something that is necessary. And despite all that we're doing, it's important. Hold on a second. Oh, it's my Aunt Betty. She's going to have to wait. She's calling to get an update on dad. I get a lot of phone calls. I thought maybe it was a hospital, so I checked it. There's a cause that's bigger than us. It's bigger than your ability. It's bigger than what you have. It's bigger than what, what you fail at. There's a cause. And we've been called to be about the Father's business. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm, I'm just about done. See, it's early. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I memorized this scripture when I was in school. I went to a, private, a Christian school and I memorized this verse. One of my paces was one of the verses that I memorized. It has changed my life. It has affected me more. Now, I mean, there's a lot of them in here, but this one has affected me in some of the greatest ways of my life. My grandchildren, my grandchildren know that the family should go to church. I have a lot of friends whose grandchildren don't know that it's normal for the family to go to church. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm not picking on anybody. It is not because I'm the best father. I made a lot of mistakes. It's not because I'm best husband. Don't say amen. 
It's not because I'm the best man. The successes that I face in life are built upon this scripture. The reason I know that God has caused my life to find favor in the eyes of God is because of this scripture. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that your labor is not in vain. God will honor our efforts. And I got that scripture and I haven't stopped working for the church. We took one little tiny break when we didn't know what to do. Some over 30 years ago, probably now, we, we resigned some positions and weren't sure where to go for a few months and then found another church and got involved and got involved in that church and started working for God. I didn't have ambitions. I wasn't trying to build anything. I wasn't trying to gain anything. I got that scripture. Beloved brethren, be unmovable in working for God. Be steadfast. Don't ever quit. Don't ever stop. Don't ever, 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 ever quit serving and working and building God's kingdom. Never stop. It will produce. I'm telling you, it will produce. And God will be, it will produce for you. It will produce for your offspring it will produce for your children and your grandchildren it will continue to produce always not wavering be there serving God in some capacity in some place and let me tell you something there is a cause there's a reason for it there's a purpose behind it there is something worth fighting for it's bigger than your life it's bigger than anything you can ever obtain at the end of your life when you look at all that you have you will sit there like my father thinking that he was in his last few hours and you'll say none of it means anything except the gospel of Christ that I have shared and I, he said, have no regrets. I have no regrets. And none of it matters except the cause of Christ. Whatever's going on in your life, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Get busy for God's kingdom. Bazardale, what do I need this and this and this and this and this? You get busy for God's kingdom. You make sure that you understand the sheep will take care of themselves, as David doesn't. Where'd you leave the sheep with? I ain't worried about the sheep. This guy is defying the armies of the living God. And that's bigger than sheep. And there's a cause. There's a cause. There's a purpose. And in today's day, we need men and women who will stand firm, unshakable, unmovable. Un, uh, and I'm not talking about repenting and making mistakes because we're going to do that, right? I'm not talking about the fact that we won't allow God to change our mind because you better let God change your mind or we're all going to be in trouble. You got to be able to let God change you and build you and create in you and fix you. You have to repent. You have to do all of those things in order to get where God wants you to be. That's not what I'm talking about by being unshakable. 
or steadfast. What I'm talking about is being consistently always working in the kingdom of God. And God will fix all the other stuff. He'll take care of all the other things. He'll take care of all the other stuff. Some of which, after he spanks you real good. But God will deal with all the other stuff. There's a cause. I don't consider myself to be the greatest pastor, greatest leader. I don't consider myself to be the smartest or the best preacher. I don't consider myself any of those things. But none of those matter to me. Because I have a kingdom to fight for. And I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to fight for that kingdom. For the kingdom of Christ. Sharing the gospel of Christ. Trying to fulfill the call of God. I am going to fight for that kingdom. So it's 28 years and I'm ready for another 28. In Jesus name. Because I'm going to fight for that kingdom. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I know there is a purpose. I know there's a cause to be fought for. God, there's something to be done here. There's a work to be done. And when we work for your kingdom, God, when we do for your kingdom, and God, it will not be in vain. And God, you are such a good God. You said, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that will he also reap. And God, as we sow into your kingdom, as we give our effort, as we fight for your kingdom with all of our failures and our frailties and our inabilities, as we fight for your kingdom, then God, that seed will grow up. And we will find ourselves someday looking back as my father has done and saying, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Oh, I failed at a lot of things, but I have no regrets. And Father, I pray right now, burn it into us. There's a purpose. There is a cause to fight for. And God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen to me. I love you. And um, I thank you so much. City still around here? Did he boogie? He's getting ready to play. If you'd like prayer for anything, we'd like to pray with you. All right. God is a big God. I want to tell you something. I thank you so much for your prayers.